Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nathan, this episode of TFL Talking Trucks is all about van life. Van life is changing, y'all. <laughs> yes, it's actually growing. Not just in popularity, but also in the number of vans you will be able to choose from very soon. That's right, and what we're going to do is we're going to take you through some of the current vans that are out there, but more importantly, some of the future vans that are coming right around the corner. And why is this a truck show? Well, first of all, we're talking about a lot of commercial vans. That's right. Right, these are delivery vehicles. Sometimes they can be used for many purposes. RVs. Yes, uh, motorhomes. Uh -huh. But also, some of them have new propulsion systems, electric, right. maybe some hybrid technologies, you know, coming up through here. So I think that's very interesting because the van life is evolving. It is evolving. And think about it this way. The stuff that they're building right now for the industry will, in some ways, trickle down to the consumer. So you might actually see some of this tech coming to you in the very near future. And we're talking both brand new startup companies that are just starting up. Right. And also major legacy manufacturers that are also jumping in. Yep, that's right. Just like Mitsubishi. I'm so, kidding. <laughs> uh, Mitsubishi. Wait, what, what was that four-wheel drive van they had? Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's move on. Congratulations, you have now tuned into TFL Talk, where we discuss everything automotive, whether it's cars or trucks. This is the one place where you can be sure to get independent and honest reviews. Let's get back to the show right now. All right, dude, so let's go alphabetically, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's go alphabetically. So let's start with Amazon Rivian. And I put him first because Amazon basically ordered about 100,000 vans from Rivian. Rivian is a brand new company. Yeah, they are. And they also invested into Rivian, Amazon, about $600 million. This was back... A couple of years ago. Uh, almost a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a couple of things to keep in mind. First of all, this list is somewhat alphabetical, so we're not necessarily saying one is more important than the other. Although, yeah. this is a pretty big deal because Rivian's a very interesting company. They kind of came out of nowhere a few years ago. As you guys may know, they're building uh, a electric SUV and pickup truck, and we are covering those. But this is different. Not only is it different, but strangely, Rivian got a major injection of money, like $500 million from Ford. But this is not a Ford product. No, it's a true Rivian built, you, you know, using their you know, electric systems, batteries, motors. And it's also branded as Amazon. And not just on the outside. You know, if you go inside this van, and we have some images. Uh -huh. So if, you're, you know, if you want to watch this, you can go to TFL Talk on YouTube uh, channel for our podcasts, or of course you can listen, but when you go inside this van, and it's not quiet on the market yet, right? They're testing. They're doing beta testing now. We've actually seen them drive around. <clears throat> but you can see images here behind me also. Uh, it actually, the steering wheel says Amazon. Yeah. You know, so it's actually branded Amazon. Well, just in case somebody from, you know, UPS <laughs> or FedEx tries to steal the steering wheel, they know uh, this is an Amazon truck. Now here's the thing. 
Amazon has been using a lot of other people to do the deliveries for them. And the whole point here is that they want to own that industry as well. And in doing so, they want to reinvent the delivery industry, which is interesting. One of the aspects of this vehicle, you're going to hear a lot of this throughout this broadcast, is the skateboard platform. Uh, that is specifically built by Rivian. And the batteries and sort of the frame of the vehicle are all incorporated in a very low-slung component that sits underneath the driver and, co and cargo. And it means that all of a lot of the weight is really, really low, which is very good for tall vehicles. And on top of that, it's great for moving packages in and out of the vehicle because you have a low load-in height. Yeah, that's very important because you know, we get a lot of packages delivered here at the, our HQ. Yes, we do. And some of those FedEx or EPS vans are very big, very tall. And imagine going up and down the stairs, you know. Or, or a massive <clears throat> ramp that you've got to deploy each time that's yeah. just really, really long. And, and you know, there are, it's something to be said about just a, a foot less in height is a really big deal for somebody who has to do that all the time. And on top of that, you are talking about a vehicle that's more aerodynamic and because it's electric, it will have a somewhat limited range. Uh, in this case, it's supposed to have a 150 mile range. And that may not seem like a lot to you guys, but a lot of research has been done by these companies to say that that is more than adequate. Yeah, and we'll go through it for each manufacturer, right? Exactly. Because they're each kind of pointing their van. Some uh, prioritize payload, mm -hmm. a little bit more payload, some, some range. Uh, 150 miles should be good if you think about like uh, a hub, like a right, warehouse, and driving around the city, right? Right, you go around the city, you do your first round, which let's say is 90 miles or whatever, hitting everything, you go back, you plug it in, an hour later you're good to go and you're at you know, nearly full charge. Bear in mind that a lot of the uh, things you're going to see here, we don't know exactly what the logistics are for some of these vans that are about to come out. However, what we do know is that the big players for delivery are almost all of them at least are doing special vans. Yeah, and of course Rivian has a unique style. Mm -hmm. It's got those round headlights, which are pretty cool actually. And very it looks futuristic. Kind of, kind of and also kind of cute. You know, you wouldn't uh, I wouldn't you normally call a van cute, but it almost has kind of a human quality to it. Well, at the very least, it doesn't look like it's an ugly van. I think it's or a, a box. Deep, yeah, that and who knows? You know, Rivian may take this design with permission from Mr. Bezos, who we all love, <laughs> and um, and you know maybe they'll make an RV version of this. Who knows? So anyway, um, we should probably move on to Arrival, which is working with UPS, direct competitors to this um, Amazon Rivian van. So I haven't heard a lot about Arrival. So. Uh, what's the deal with this company? So overseas, Arrival is a UK uh, or European-based uh, company, and they're getting an investment of $100 million from UPS. They just signed a deal to buy 10,000 units, and these are electric vans similar to the idea behind the Amazon vans. Mm -hmm. um, and they are starting now, and deliveries will go up to 2024. Now, if this van is successful, and if they prove it to be a good working product, they're gonna order another 10,000. So it's not quite as broad as the Amazon, Amazon deal, yeah. but it could get there. Now, this also could mean vehicles in the United States. They have not ruled that out. If they do come to the United States, they will have a range, according to them, of 150 miles. So same as that other one. We do not know exactly what this van will entail in terms of overall 
charge times and whether or not it's going to have a certain payload or anything else. We just don't know those numbers yet. However, from what I've been told, basically think of a medium-sized UPS van that's currently out there, and this is the equivalent. Yeah, and I have one image here behind me as well. And I think one quality similar to the Amazon van uh -huh. is very low. Extremely right? low. The, the skateboard van, platform. So it's not really, you know, for deliveries, you know, into the middle of, you know, nowhere, you know, to people who live, you know, off the grid. So, but this is more for cities, you know, and those environments. Now, why is that? And there's, yeah. there's a simple reason, and it actually has to do with London. London is one of the first major cities that will basically outlaw internal combustion engines in the very near future. And it's forcing a lot of these companies to comply with that saying, okay, we're going to have an electric van that's going to go and do the deliveries throughout that city. And they were one of the first, large cities that is, and then it just multiplied from there. Within the next 10 years, we expect to see a huge number of large cities, Beijing, Tokyo, you name it, that will outlaw internal combustion engines and force people to use electric vehicles. So you're going to see more of these vans doing deliveries, most likely in the United States as well. I'm, I'm assuming Los Angeles, New York will probably be two of the first cities yeah, that will yeah, adopt that. Yeah, yeah I would imagine so. Um, and so that's why you're seeing this big push towards electrification for these delivery vans. And speaking of which, the next one on our list is a very interesting company. Yeah. And they're called Canoe, C-A-N-O-O, -O, Vans. Now, why are they significant, Andre? Well, it's a new company actually out of L.A. Mm -hmm. So now this is a U.S.-based company. That's right, bro. <laughs> and they... Uh, have also quite a lot of investments coming in. Oh, yeah. And they actually, um, if you've seen uh, some videos out there on YouTube uh, of a, kind of a pod-looking vehicle. So this is meant to be as a taxi. Right. Uh, but this is not what we're talking about. But that's also a canoe-based vehicle, which is like subscription model, where you can actually rent, not rent it, but like you, it's like a lease, right? Right, you pay into it in, until you don't need it anymore, basically. Right, but then they said, Oh, by the way, we can make other products, other vehicles based on this. Based on the same technology that they're using. Once again, a skateboard platform. And they got a major, major investment from Hyundai Motor Group. Now, keep in mind, this isn't just an investment. It's actually a partnership. And what they're doing with Hyundai is they're using this technology to further expand Hyundai's reach into EV electrification, but also Canoe's ability to build lots of different vehicles, including delivery vans. Yeah, and I have a couple of pictures here. I pulled up tfltruck.com, as always. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these stories are actually, you can find on our website, TFL That's right. Truck. Um, and this van is has a different style, right? It's a little bit more square, rectangular, and it has more of a uh, utilitarian kind of industrial feeling to me. Yeah. But actually, that's not bad either. No, it's not. It's, it's a very simple uh, design, but it still looks like it's yeah, actually pretty well thought out. I kind of like it. Um, the thing is, now we do have a couple of uh, tidbits on this vehicle. Uh, their vans are slated to have an up to 80 uh, kilowatt hour battery and up to, up to a 250 mile range. Now bear in mind the ranges that we're talking about, we don't know if that's fully loaded or not. That's with all the vehicles that are on this list. But this is what the manufacturers are saying. Um, according to Canoe's website, it's a front wheel drive van and it'll have two different sizes. Um, up to uh, 200 horsepower and 236 pound-feet of torque, which doesn't sound like a lot, but remember, we are talking about a delivery van that's based on an electric platform, so you get maximum torque right off the bat. 
and you really don't need it to be super high powered, right? Yeah, and a lot of actually, so I actually watched the debut of this van virtually. Uh -huh. Um, and they did talk about the initial sizing, the, the smaller sizes, right? Right. And they talked about being, you know, used as like a, in the food industry, like a taco truck. Or ice cream truck, baby. Ice cream truck, yeah. something like this. By the way, they need probably a new jingle for, for this van. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be like an electric guitar instead of some stupid little bell. But, 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 so, a couple of things. So, the Rivian, the Amazon van, and to some extent, their rival, uh, are almost were kind of communicated as one size right? Uh, for those particular vans. Now, Canoe and some other companies are talking about different sizes, different weight categories, right? So that's really important. And of course, uh, a lot of these vans you can actually stand up in, right? So not just for deliveries and bringing packages out, but you can actually cook in the van, for example. Now, there's one important point about Canoe as opposed to the other two companies we just covered, and that is that Canoe is building a small van what Andre talked about, that pod, which will be for public consumption. So it's not that wild of an idea to think that they might build something like this type of van and build it in an RV form or something like that, or a van form that you can buy as a plumber or whatever. Um, this could be great news. But there's another van on this list that, although there aren't uh, a lot of tidbits about this vehicle <laughs> because it's not in existence yet, um, could also be right there with the canoe vans, and that is Bollinger. Yeah, before we move on to Bollinger, really quickly, uh, canoe, and we're, uh, I have a few more numbers, uh, and I think it's important until we get later to some other manufacturers. Uh, we're talking about up to about 2,000 pounds of payload with canoe vans. Yeah, that's the big uh, one, right? Yeah, that's a slightly bigger one. Um, and like you said, the ranges, uh, driving ranges are up to about 230 miles. And also volumes are up to about 450 cubic feet. Right. So that's kind of to give you an idea about uh, kind of approximately what we're talking about. And Canoe also uh, set starting price. Oh, so they did? Okay. Some of the other that. companies don't communicate prices. Right. Uh, Canoe said 33000 33, this is fairly affordable. That's extremely affordable. Uh, for the most smallest basic van, okay? Yeah. Not the bigger one. But under the circumstances for an all-EV van, I mean, provided that the range is decent, <laughs> I think some people, regular people, would buy that and shove some seats in there, and oh, you're done. You got yourself an electric commuter. Yeah, um, and, the, the, and they well, teased we an Overlander, too. They well, teased an image of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's something very different, though, that Overlander that they have. That's based <laughs> on a different platform. Um, but but and if you go to the website, you can actually see a lot of this stuff. Uh, one more thing to keep in mind is that canoe vans will be working with Waymo. Waymo has worked, has worked before with uh, FCA, now Stellantis, and some other companies. And Waymo does autonomous driving and semi-autonomous driving. So they will be incorporated with this and other vans that are on this list, but we just don't know to what extent. Yeah, and Waymo, Waymo I'm sorry, <laughs> mispronounced it. That's right. Uh, they're, I mean, there's several companies that compete in that space. Right. right? And they're mostly kind of software and like radar system integrators, right? Right. So they, they don't actually make a, the potential vehicle, right? No. They add sensors to them and actually software to actually enable them to drive potentially autonomous. Right. Actually, for a while there, they were using Chrysler Pacifica hybrids, and you could clearly see it because they, there's a large component added to the roof of the vehicle and mm. then other sensors hanging off the sides and whatnot. And I... I'm guessing that over time they'll be able to refine that look and make it a much 
more simple design. But regardless, we don't know to what extent it will be autonomous. But I think semi-autonomous is a fair bet, considering that right now level two is pretty easy to achieve for a lot of car companies. So yeah. I'm guessing it's going to go up a uh, notch or two. So should we move on to Bollinger now? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Bollinger uh, announced this concept, and this was in August of 2020. So this was a while ago. Yeah, he's your buddy. The, Rob, Rob, I interviewed Robert Bollinger, the uh, CEO of the company, uh, about this van. Uh -huh. I actually visited them because they're also building and designing four-wheel drive off-road vehicles. Yeah, uh, a pickup trucks. truck and a large SUV. Yeah. And these are beefy, large, very square vehicles. But this is not it. This nope. is a Deliver E. Yeah, it's called the Deliver E van, which <laughs> is very clever. Um, now, there, there's a couple different things about this van, uh, as opposed to the other ones, in terms of the numbers that have been produced. Um, bear in mind that, as far as we know, there are no working versions of this van. This is just uh, concept and sketch. Uh, but what they're talking about doing is creating a van that can be Class 2B, 3, 4, and 5, which is, so far, none of these other uh, van companies have discussed doing that. Mm -hmm. Front-wheel drive van, very loaded to the ground. And there's potential here for some serious range because what he's looking at doing, if he does this, is have a bunch of different sizes, including battery sizes that go from 70 kilowatt hours, 105, 140, 175, all the way up to 210 kilowatt hour. Yeah, massive batteries. That's a huge battery. And also, like you said, class four and class five, those are weight classes, right? Yes. Uh, weight ratings. And these uh, gross vehicle weight ratings could go up to like, uh, 16 or 19,000 pounds, that's including the weight of the vehicle. That is correct. Which means you can bring a lot of payload with you. Potentially. You know, heavy things. Right. But how far can you go on the charge, we don't know because, you know, they really haven't, first of all, there's, you know, as you said, there's probably not like a running prototype yet. And if there is, we don't know about it. We don't this. know about it, right. Um, and of course, they're using some of their know-how and technology from their four-wheel drive vehicles. Which do exist, and yeah. they do have runners yes. out there. and they do have prototypes, uh, and they're using it for this van, uh, which I think is pretty clever. But once again, we want to see more prototypes like this actually running. Yes, and Andre wants to drive them, so do I actually. Yeah. So uh, yeah, to the leaders of all these companies, please bring us out there and we'll bring you a video crew and film them. Yeah. Okay, let's move, uh, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's go. Okay, the next one, a, a direct competitor to Arrival UPS and Amazon uh, Rivian is GM, who's working with Bright Drop EV to build the Bright Drop EV 600. Yes, so there you have it right there. So they dropped it during CES. So the virtual uh, Bright Drop dropped it. Uh, he said it. He yeah. said it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I'm clever. Uh, <laughs> This was a surprise to me. I did not expect this. Nobody did. Everybody so, was really surprised so by this. So basically, Bright Drop is like a sub-company underneath the GM umbrella. Right. And instead of like taking the old Chevy Express and the GMC Savannah van oh, God, and shoving ancient. batteries into it. <laughs> Horrible this, idea. This is a whole new kind of design. Big time. Not yeah. only, but it uses a lot of GM tech that's already been developed by them, including the Ultimate Batteries. And this van is pretty big. Uh, it looks a lot bigger, actually, in, just in terms of its overall size than a lot of the other ones on our list. And it's out there. They are beta testing it. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it does exist to some degree. It will have a maximum payload capacity of 2,200 pounds, which may not sound like a lot, but that's actually an average, I looked it up, for a lot of delivery vans. So it's right up there with those. Um, 
So it's a skateboard battery platform, the ultimate platform. Once again, yeah. Yeah, and unlike the other vans, this one will be all-wheel drive. Yeah, and also, I mean, the Ultium uh, infrastructure and chassis uh, also underpins the new Hummer EV. Right, so, but so, it won't be as off-road capable. Right, no, no, so don't picture a van you know, that's 16 inches off the ground with giant 37s. Oh, but how cool would that be? <laughs> how cool would that be? Right, this is not it. Because the Ultium platform is, you know, really just adaptable, right? They can they can build a sports car off of it. Right. They can build a van off of it. They can build it's a... It's a modular platform yeah. that can do almost anything it's in terms of what... They, and, and, and the GM is putting billions into this yeah. because they're about to switch over to all electrification in the very near future. Yeah, they said by like 2035, they want to stop making internal combustion vehicles. Yeah, put your comments which, below. Which uh, is what, 16 years away? It's not far away. 14 years away? So that seems quite drastic to me. Anyway, yeah. so but it's called EV six hundred. Six hundred means stands for the cubic feet, right? Of the volume. Of the volume. Of yes. the volume that this van has. So this is bigger than the canoe van, mm -hmm. and bigger maybe some than some others that we talked about. Right. Um, I, I'm willing to bet that it's probably on par with the Amazon van. Probably Just close. thinking about and it. The Bollinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see what GM does. But out of all the competitors out there, GM already has this platform that's working. They already have the batteries that's working. They already have the powertrain that is working. So it's going to be interesting to see how they attack this. But what's more interesting to me, Andre, is how other car companies, major players, are taking on EV vans because it's very different for some of these other guys. Yeah, and before we move on from this G General Motors uh, van, the Bright Drop company, uh -huh. um, they communicated a few other pieces of information. Okay, go for it. Um, so uh, they said 170 miles of range can be gained using fast charging in about an hour. So it's got fast charging capabilities. But it has a much larger range without that. 250 miles Total. on the full, yes. Yeah. Uh, as you were saying, um, they also are working on kind of the whole ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. So little carts with little electric motors. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually buzz push, around. Yeah, buzz around the warehouse and kind of the software that ties it all together, right? Mm -hmm. So, so they're thinking not just about the van, but also how does that van, you know, how does it communicate with the warehouse, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, how to make the worker of that van the most efficient out there. And one interesting thing, you know, when you think about one hour will give you 170 miles, why is that a big deal? Well, when you bring your van back to the warehouse or to, you know, to your main hub, uh, and you're filling that van up, it takes time. So while it's being loaded and it's plugged in, by the time it's done, you're ready to go on a nearly full charge and you're hitting 170 miles. That's that's from empty, by the way, in mm -hmm. one hour. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty impressive. You're able to just to go out there and do that. I think that might be a really efficient way of doing it. But I'm not 100% sure. It could, it could, well, we haven't driven these vans. Exactly. So, yeah, so we just don't know for sure. Yeah. And, of course, if you're thinking, if you're saying, you know, this, is, this will not work for an RV. Well, we're not quite talking about that yet, right? Not yet. So, but remember, this trickles down. So over time, ranges will extend. Batteries will become lighter and cheaper. And who yeah. knows? Yeah. And maybe you can plug in a Moab somewhere. Or you know what you could do? What? You could take an existing platform and electrify it. Oh, you mean like Ford? Like Ford! <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, you got that one. Okay. So um, Ford is another one that's playing this game in a real serious way, but they're being a lot more pragmatic, I think, than the other companies in terms of investment, time, and having a product that's ready to go. 
Ford's 2022 Ford Transit, I'm sorry, Ford E-Transit, mm -hmm. that's the proper name for it, is based on a regular Transit, which is a proper large van, and then they're taking electric technology and putting it into the van. So you have the platform and the body and a lot of the components out of the current van, and then on top of that, you're adding electricity, which is interesting and probably a lot less expensive to develop. Well, and also, and also, uh, this was announced in November right. 2020, and this e-transit, and Ford is going after this big time also because they're seeing other other companies. Emerging. Yeah, they're not going to. They don't like being in second place. And one thing they said is, and if you look at it, here's an image. It looks almost identical to the current transit, like you said. Yeah. The only thing is different is like the grill, and there's a little charge port right below the emblem. Yeah, you have to uh, look the, real carefully because they may they kind of hide it. Yeah. So. So it's not it's not flashy, you know. It's not cute or big or square, right? It looks identical to the current van, but there is method to this, right? Yes. And the method is that people who already modify these vans and equip them with extra upfitters and whatnot, upfitters, you know, with shelving and other mm -hmm. equipment and beds, they have all the measurements already. Right. They don't want to redo all of their accessories and all this stuff. So, so Ford is hoping this van has the same interior dimensions right and exterior some of the exterior dimensions as the other regular transit vans so you can equip it with ladders and racks and shelves and just good to go according to ford this van will have up to 126 mile range now there are a couple of things to keep in mind once again have to mention this we don't know if that's loaded or unloaded um and on top of that this vehicle um will have a couple different sizes, actually several different sizes. Mm -hmm. So just like the regular transit van, there are different wheelbases and different roof heights available. And it'll be exactly the same thing with the EV version. Yeah, and they also actually specified power numbers. So 266 horsepower. They talked about charging. Uh, it said about 45 miles of range in about 15 minutes. Okay, so As bad. far as charging. And they also talked about with a lot of um, commercial people who do either small business deliveries, etc. sometimes they take their vans home. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to, you know, not just use it for work, but, you know, when you're resting, it's actually at home and maybe able to charge at home. So you can well. plug it in a 110 and 220. Right. And the range is actually less than the other vans, right? Yes. But they did the research, and of course they talked about this, is that that should be enough for most jobs. I mean, that's according to them. Yeah, so. and, and there's another thing here to keep in mind, and you know, we, I don't think they announced pricing yet, did they? No, but they did say that this they want this to be on sale uh, like within a year and a half, so it's coming soon. Yeah, and that, that was announced a little while ago, so we're talking about within a year now, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although COVID could back things up, but the thing is, is that I'm going to assume, and I'm, I'm, Andre, I think you'll agree with me, that because they're already using an existing platform and a lot of existing technology, they'll be able to undercut bulk sales from the others that are developing ground-up vans. Right? Yeah, and they'll, of course, like GM and Ford and Mercedes, which is next, yeah. they also have an established dealership network. That's correct. Right, where you can fix, repair, I don't know, charge, anything. So. Ford has like over 3,000 dealerships in North America or U.S. Now, there, I guarantee you some of those dealerships will not be happy about electric vans. Or will they sell them? So it's not That's every dealer. Uh, probably not every dealer will be equipped to sell an electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. But still, that's a big network uh, massive. of dealerships. 
All right, should we move on and quickly cover a couple of these um, who may or may not be playing? Now, by the way, we did talk about GM. Yes, they're still building their Savannah van, by the way. I and selling them an Express van. Which is crazy, because that's ancient. But, Definitely. By the way, Ford is still building the E-Series. Which is hard to find, by the way. Um, the, but they are, the, the main van they build is the Transit. And, uh, yeah, the we'll E-Series for them, is, and a lot of people have questions about this, why build the E-Series when the Transit is there? Right. Well, the E-Series is actually a heavier platform. It's able to support more weight. And right now, it's only used for motorhomes, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's a cutaway chassis, which means you kind of have the cab structure, and then you can uh, attach the motorhome bodies and also shuttles, like uh, airport shuttle. Right. Uh, you can use it for that. Okay, let's move on to Hyundai, yeah? Yeah, let's go. So Hyundai, Kia, first of all, nothing announced for the United States, but we did mention earlier about Canoe, and Hyundai is invested in Canoe. So you can assume that they're going to be working with them. And by the way, for those of you who are curious, recently Hyundai bought into Boston Dynamics, and they build robots. So we're going <laughs> to have transforming vans that are going to take over the world with robotic brains sponsored by Hyundai. I, I, I actually think it's really cool, actually, Boston Dynamics. I don't know what, how they're going to combine this. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to transform. But I do know that, wow, this was a while ago. Uh, this was 2015, dude. So we have some of our viewers send us uh, uh, spy images of prototypes. Uh -huh, and that and is this was actually in public. Uh, it is, it's a van that looks like a van available overseas, mm -hmm. testing in the United States. And it's a giant van like a Sprinter high roof or a Transit high roof. Right. And they have a lot of these overseas. Now, bear in mind that a lot of uh, automakers come to the United States to test their vehicles, but not necessarily sell them here. We've seen it time and time again. So that's probably what's happening here. But this yeah. could be an interesting platform that we might see again. Yeah. And it, of course, it looks modern. Even back then, it looked modern. Yeah. So maybe... Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So we don't, know, we don't know about this one. Now, what we do know is that the 2022 Mercedes-Benz eSprinter is there. It's actually in existence, and um, it's known as the eSprinter 2.0. Yeah, it is. And so here's the thing with Mercedes, right? They've been selling electric sprinters in Europe Yeah. Uh, for maybe a couple of years, mm -hmm. uh, several, several years. Um, and it wasn't available in the U.S. Correct. So now this is the next generation of their platform. It still looks like a Sprinter van. So yep. if you saw it on the street, you may not realize it was electric. Unless it is very quiet, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the 2.0 is basically kind of how the batteries fit into the chassis, uh, different battery sizes, right. different lengths, different heights. So all very, of that. Wouldn't you say it's very similar in terms of the idea uh, to the Ford Transit? I think so, because it's kind of using the current footprint, right? Right. So you don't have to modify the accessories, you don't have to uh, redesign everything. But on our website, we have some information about this. Um, and of course, Mercedes is looking into it um, for many, many uses, right? Like a refrigeration unit for delivering groceries, right. uh, a little pickup truck, van, or a shuttle service, or even an ambulance. Right. So that's what they're looking at. Right, and Mercedes has been in the van business for a long time, but in the United States, only recently did they start fully building their vans here. Before then, they had to disassemble them overseas, bring them over here and reassemble them and sell them, which was actually ch uh, cheaper than having to pay the chicken tax. Now, they're fully assembling their vans here. So it's very possible that we will see an e-sprinter in the States in the near future. 
Yeah, and they said they have intention of bringing it here. Right. And also, uh, they're talking about for kind of shorter distances. Mm -hmm. So I think their mind is similar to where Ford's mind is. Right, 126 so, miles or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. They didn't specify exact mileage. Right. Uh, but I think they're talking about big city deliveries, but short distances, mm -hmm. not long distance driving. Yeah, which once again is the Achilles heel for uh, EV platforms. So let's um, move on to Nissan. Um, because there's, it's a big question mark with Nissan. Yeah, what is going on with it? I mean, they have recently announced this continuation of, uh, they're going to discontinue the NV yeah. vans. Which is a brilliant van, by the way. Really good, solid, proper, old-school van. Um, and they do have the Nissan NV200, which is their small van, which currently has a little four-cylinder engine, a little CVT, very simple, basic, inexpensive van. But... They also have an electric version of that van overseas. I even drove a prototype myself. I got to drive a prototype of one of nice. those. Basically, it had a Nissan Leaf uh, powertrain in it. And it worked just fine. Uh, once again, built for short distances. The question is, will Nissan compete in this league here in the United States? They haven't answered that question. At this point, they're discontinuing at least one of their vans, possibly both. And we just don't know if there's going to be a follow-up or if there's going to be any type of change. Nissan is going through a lot right now. They're changing a lot of personnel. They're changing a lot of their components. Well, they changed their logo. They yeah, there you go. That's it. They changed their logo. Everything else is going to change. But on top of that, they're definitely going through uh, some growing pains. And because of that, we honestly do not know whether or not they're going to bring their overseas electric vehicles vans specifically here to the United States. At least we don't know yet. Yeah, but they're very busy, right? Oh, yeah. So they recently uh, are launching or launched the Aria electric SUV crossover. Mm -hmm. um, and it's coming to the U.S. Oh, yeah. Um, they're launching, uh, or they have just launched, the new Frontier and the Pathfinder. And the Nissan Pathfinder, which, by the way, we've covered on TFL Truck and TFL Car. Yeah, and they also just updated the Armada, the Sentra, Sentra, you name it. I mean, they're very busy to kind of re redesigning a lot of them. And, and I think what they're doing is they're also trying to regain public trust. So there's going to be some components that are going to be changed in the future. But you'll have to stay tuned for that. Should uh, we talk about the RAM? Yes, we should, because Stellantis <laughs> uh, slash um, FCA. Yes. It's now Stellantis officially. It, is now it really is, but, but you know, for a while it's going to take it's going to take time to not say FCA anymore. Anyway, Stellantis, who is in partnership with Fiat Chrysler and all that, um, we don't know exactly what they have coming to our market, but this is what we do know. Currently, Ram is building the uh, ProMaster and the ProMaster City. Mm -hmm. Okay, decent vans, front wheel drive based. Um, overseas, uh, Fiat. Ram, uh, is building the Fiat E-Ducato, which is a cool electric van, right? Yes, and you know what? The, the Ducato and the E-Ducato is basically a ProMaster with a different face. Precisely, and yeah. obviously electric. And uh, now I said electric. So, so, and they have said that E-Ducato was supposed to be available overseas, and at the end of 2020, it was mm -hmm. on sale. Yeah. Um, and so why not bring it here? That's a huge question because they already have the development. They've already done all the, you know, all the sweat, all the, uh, you know, requirements to get it up to a certain point. Why not bring it here? So suddenly we decided, oh, well, let's look and see what Peugeot has. Guess what? Peugeot's got a ton. Stellantis <laughs> is going to be run basically by Peugeot. And Peugeot has a bunch of electric vans overseas as well. So it's entirely possible 
I mean, they've already got them, that we may see products from Stellantis here in the United States that will range from large vans, electric, uh, like the Promaster, all the way down to smaller vans, like the Peugeot vans that they have available there as well, which are fair, about the size, uh, they almost down to the size of a uh, Promaster City. Yeah, and all of them may not be electric. I mean, they may, for a while, build you know gas-powered vans, etc. Yeah, so, so FCA uh, pioneered a really good hybrid plug-in hybrid system, and it's being used in a minivan right now, and it works quite well. So why not you know bump it up a little bit in terms of capacity, and make it into something for a delivery van? That is entirely possible as well. Once again, they haven't announced anything. We just know what the products are overseas and the potential. So we'll see. Yeah, and actually the Itokado is much more handsome, I think, than the Promaster. Yeah, it's got a cool looking face, that's for sure. Yeah, so... But I mean, it doesn't really matter. Aesthetics don't really matter with delivery vans that much, do they? No, but but I'm thinking further. I'm thinking like motor for personal home. use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre wants a real cool overlanding motorhome. We know yeah. that. And also a lot of these vans, and we haven't really mentioned it, yes, but Ford did, for example, mm -hmm. is you can have export power. Right. So which means... Let's say it's a food truck, right? Mm -hmm. You get somewhere to your location, plug in your grills or plug in your kitchen um, and, and actually cook without having a generator running behind you, right? Which is great in, unless you use too much electricity. But then again, if you're smart enough and actually monitor it, then you'll be fine. Um, yes. But the point is, is that you'll be able to do it without using a little gas generator or anything else to have to power it. You just plug it in. And Ford, uh, I mean, their tech is pretty damn good when it comes to hybrid tech at a work site plugging in. So We know this already. We know yeah. this for sure because we've done it with the um, hybrid pickup truck, the F-150. So it's interesting to see what all of these companies will come up with in that realm. So let's talk about Toyota real quick. Yeah, let's talk about Toyota. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. They, not a damn thing here in the States. As a matter of fact, Toyota's been really resistant about producing electric vehicles in general for public consumption. They have some stuff going on, but not a lot. But there is something, Andre. Uh, a little while ago, Toyota went on um, a world broadcast to talk about future products. Yep. And what they showed in the background were a whole bunch of vehicles that were shrouded so you could see their silhouette, but you couldn't really see what they were. And they're all supposed to be electric vehicles. And amongst those vehicles was a very square looking vehicle, which looks like a van. Unfortunately, it looks a little bit more like a minivan. And the thing is, is that overseas, Toyota's got a ton of vans running around and they are absolutely at the forefront of hybrid technology so and they were yeah absolutely so th the idea of a hybrid van competing in this large segment i don't think is too much of a reach right i, I would agree but yeah for example like a year or two ago i went down to mexico on a vacation i landed in cancun and i saw dozens of toyota vans everywhere right, right. and they're big shuttle vans and smaller vans so so I, I know they have the technology, obviously. They have the technology. Uh, so, and it, so, I mean, they have a Sienna mm -hmm. here, and it was redesigned. It's a minivan. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure why they're not kind of interested in this kind of commercial and large van. Toyota uh, is a real mystery when it comes to certain things and where their brain trust is on this. But at the same time, they have the technology. Actually, the Sienna alone, if you, I mean, they only come as a hybrid, and then you can option it with all-wheel drive, which is uh, electric power powering the rear wheels. And that type of platform, stretch it out, 
make it into a van, I mean, it's a remarkably efficient platform. We were getting ridiculous mileage with the one we had for a couple days. So the potential is there. Uh, whether or not they move that direction here in the United States remains to be seen. Yeah, so, so what's next? Is there anything else? Yeah, there's one final vehicle on our list, and that is Volkswagen. Yeah, so what's VW? I know they're in commercial business with vans overseas. Overseas. Right? They have the transporters. Oh, yeah. A uh, whole bunch of stuff. But what's happened? There's not much happening here. Not yet. Volkswagen is in a major transition mode here in the United States, at least, and that is moving over to all EVs, which they will be doing in the near future. Currently, they have a EV vehicle that's almost available here, and that is their small crossover ID4. Four. ID Cross. And four. And no, four. ID four, yeah. Well, they are, yeah. And those vehicles are going to be all electric, and it's a new platform, uh, MEB electric uh, platform, whatever. Yeah. So, another vehicle that they teased a couple of years ago was the ID Buzz. And that was a hipster throwback, very cool looking electric minivan. Yeah, right? remember we saw it at uh, several auto shows. Yes, they had a little gnome that was rotating on uh, the on the dash. That was that was crazy. That <laughs> was some psychedelic stuff going on there. It's a magnetic gnome that was floating that you could yeah. spin. It was yeah. when Germans are weird about stuff like that. Anyway, the point is is that this it was a really cool van, and the one that we saw had the availability for all wheel drive, very flat platform, um, very very roomy, lots of cool tech. But and they said that they will build it, but that's been pushed back now. Push that aside. Mm -hmm. Recently, Volkswagen showed a very interesting concept that they say they're intending to build, and that is known as the ID Buzz Cargo. And that's that van right there. Yeah, so, so it has that similar look. Right, right. it's got a retro look to yeah. it, but it's still a van. And I love the fact that they're doing that because it just kind of livens things up. Now, this is unique because unlike that other van, this one is rear drive, and it'll have a payload of 1,760 pounds, at least currently. They've run a few of these around. Um, in fact, even Pikes Peak had one of these things running up and down as a uh, service vehicle. Okay. So, which is pretty cool, putting it up there. And uh, according to Volkswagen, they want these vans in service within the next few years. And it's possible, they haven't announced it officially, that we'll see those vans here in the United States as well. And this van... A little bit, I mean, it's, it looks to me like a consumer-focused vehicle still. Yeah. I mean, so I know nice. it can be used for work, uh -huh. it's fine. But, I mean, it is very kind of aerodynamic, it's mm -hmm. a little bit smaller, and much cuter. Yeah, it's adorable. I mean, it really <laughs> is. I would say, you know, I, I've been next to it before, and it's bigger in terms of volume and, and capacity uh, than a lot of the small vans like the NV200 we talked about or the Ram ProMaster City, uh, uh, Transit Connect, those types of uh, vans that are out there. This one looks like it actually could hold a little bit more, but more importantly, it is an all-electric platform. Yeah, so as you can see, and, and we didn't even touch about some bigger vehicles, like kind of semi-truck-based uh, or big buses. Yeah. We haven't even touched those. Yeah, we uh, haven't. So as you can see, there's a lot of action in the segment. Yeah, vans are about to have a minor explosion. And as we said before, the reason why we felt that this was important for you guys is because a lot of the technology that you're seeing that's being pushed into these you know, industrial vehicles will trickle down. And you guys, the consumer, will benefit from it. Yeah, and also you'll benefit because very soon one of these vans will bring your package. <laughs> 
Yes, silently. So you want, you know, well, it's, it it's actually, actually not perfectly silent. Actually. But, but com by comparison, some yes. of the some of the ones that are cruising around my neighborhood and during COVID, I'm sure all you guys have had this too. Man, it, it's like there's a fleet of trucks going up and down the street. And they're right? diesel and they're loud. Some of them are diesels and really loud. And what was really funny was I was actually on the phone with Roman and a van came up to my house to make a delivery and it was so damn loud I had to walk away from it. And it dawned on me, wow, I can't wait for these things to become electric so I don't have to do that. Um, and sure enough, they are going to become electric, which will be great for certain people. And um, it will be interesting to tech, especially over the long run, to see how these vans do, how the battery life does, all that stuff. Yeah, and of course, I mean, electric motors have been in, in industries for many, many decades, in fact. Oh, yeah. You know, you, electric trains. Electric vans go all the way back to the turn of the century. I mean, we're talking like 1910. Yeah, so, I mean, many, many decades. So it's not really a new technology, but it needs to prove itself, right? Right. Still, it needs to be reliable, dependable, uh, because we're talking about, you know, making deliveries on time, even ambulances. Right. If ambulance vans are electric, you know, they have to have a standard of, you know, really, really high standards, in fact. Right. And, and so far, uh, electric vehicles have proven to be fairly reliable, but yes. there is range anxiety. And I would hate to be the guy in the ambulance where the driver's going, oh, I don't know, we only have 10% left and we've got another 10 miles to go. I don't know if we're going to make it. You know, especially if I'm hooked up to a heart monitor that's actually using the van battery, you know, as I'm progressively dying. So those types of things are a little scary, but I think that whether we like it or not, van technology, EV technology, those will work together and eventually we're going to see a majority of vans out there all powered by electric uh, energy. Yeah, and actually there's a video clip of the new Rivian Amazon van yeah. actually testing in Los Angeles areas yeah. uh, or Southern California. And they do have slow speed, like they emit the, no the noise, this futuristic Yeah, the world. The world. So, and a lot of people actually had negative comments about that. Really? I don't uh, mind it at all. Yeah. I mean, the whole purpose of having noise is <laughs> they're silent otherwise. And so if you walk out in traffic and you're not paying attention, you're going to get hit by something that you're not hearing. Although if you're deaf, then you're in trouble anyway. But the point, no, seriously, the point here is that having, I mean, even my little electric leaf that my daughter drives, that makes noise and it has to. It has to make a whirling noise of some sort. That way you can hear it. And that's really important for pedestrians. And of course they can change that noise. I mean, to a certain extent, of course there are standards, you know, yeah. there are government regulations sometimes around this stuff. Uh, but I don't mind it. I think you could play around with it and have some fun. Even the ice cream truck, right? Yeah. You can have some fun with the noises. Oh, imagine if you had like a big burly V8 <laughs> sound with that the electric van <laughs> pull up. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We really want to read your comments below, good or bad, about the future of vans. Write it below, and we do read our comments, so uh, we're looking forward to seeing what you have to say. Yeah, heck yeah. And, of course, TFL Truck, like I mentioned, we have all these stories there with pictures yep. and all this stuff. And TFLoffroad.com is, of course, our other channel and website. And we talk about usually overland topics there and yep. kind of off-road topics. And a lot of those vans could actually be transformed into something overlanding. We wrote a story actually on the canoe uh, overlanding concept, which is on tfloffroad.com. So yeah. check so, it out. So there you have it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.